ladies and gentlemen what is happening what's going on what is the deal how are y'all living how are you feeling happy quarantine i think we're four months into this year right now but welcome to another episode of retake ladies and gentlemen today we will be having a special guest all the way from canada i cannot wait for y'all to meet her let me go ahead and call her in let's listen for the rings okay where's my ring at this long distance thing's kind of playing with my head oh 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 a little feedback hold on hello hello hold on we're getting feedback do you hear feedback Yeah, we have mad feedback. Time out. I'm going to call on FaceTime audio. Let's see if that works. Hold on one second. Okay. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we keep it real raw and uncut in here. So, let's see how this works out. Face. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe this will work again. You know, just living the real raw and uncut life. This sounds much better. Hello. Yes, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Alrighty, so like I said, we have a special guest calling in all the way from Canada, ladies and gentlemen. That is why we're having this technical difficulty. So without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce my prima. Her name's Hannah Stone. So Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, my name is Hannah Stone. My pronouns are she, her. I am a tarot reader up here in Canada. And, um, yeah, you should that life, I guess. <laughs> Hannah is literally, if I tell you, and, like, I know this might trigger some people, but I'm just going to keep it real raw and uncut like I know how to do. She is literally the dopest white woman I've ever met in my life. She's on her major activist shit. So, Hannah has no idea what we're going to speak about today, but I know she is fully capable of giving y'all some sauce and some gems on this specific topic. So, let me just go ahead and present it. I'm gonna drum roll myself. Okay, Hannah, so, the topic today is how to work through emotionally trying times as a wife, mother, and individual. Um, I mean, anyone who's listening to this knows that Retake has taken a minute to kind of get the podcast out. And I will, just like I explained in episode one of season two, I will fully give that lack of priority to quarantine and me simply trying to work through my mental state of mind and issues that have arose in my life. But I feel as though Hannah is a perfect person. You know, being from Canada, seeing how the United States works, you know, also being the triple threat as a wife, mother, and individual. So how would you say that the best way to work through an emotionally trying time as the triple threat is for you? Well, for myself, and I think the best advice that I have been learning, especially during quarantine and this mess of a 2020 year, Mm-hmm. The best, the best advice that I can give is sit in it. Sit in it. Yes. Sit we, in it. We need to, like allow, allow it to marinate, allow it to see what the medicine is in it to bring us to our highest and best self. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not easy. Some medicines fucking bitter as hell, but <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but we need to sit in it. We need to see what needs to be fixed. Need to 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 go there. That's what we need to be doing. And I feel it's the 
hard lesson because many of us, myself included, are go, 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 trying to balance everything, make everything right, trying to trying to make sure everything's going on okay. But um, we we have to we have to be there in that spot and do what we need to do to make sure that we're coming out of it where we can. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like one of the lessons that I've learned the most, and it's wild because I can't even imagine being put in your position because it's so difficult for me to have to work through the things that go on mentally and emotionally and even, you know, financially and physically, how quarantine has affected me and so many other people. I think about, oh my God, like what if I actually had a husband that I had to cater to and a child that I had to raise up in the midst of this? Because, you know, as a, as a 23-year-old female, just graduated with my master's, you know, looking forward to the upcoming opportunities post-graduation, it's been so difficult to wrap my head around the fact that I really just, like you said, I really just have to sit in it. I have to sit in my healing process. I have to sit in the bullshit. I have to sit in the uncertainty. And, you know, all these emotions have, like, evoked themselves, emotions that I didn't even know existed within myself. And I have to mm-hmm. deal with them. And, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. harder to ask for help. It's harder to even identify where you need help. So I think, you know, I'm going to keep continuing to call it the triple threat. When you're a triple threat person, it's like you have to know how to work on yourself as an individual and then help, help the husband that you love or the partner that you have. Like, And in addition to that, make sure that your child is okay and this isn't like completely affecting their life in a negative way. Right. So I mean, and then I of course, go ahead. Sorry. I said no, and I think it's important too. Like what I've learned definitely in this time is that it's important to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like there was days where I'm going to eat that extra bag of chips because I fucking need to today, <laughs> or I'm going to be crying a little bit harder because I need to today because we don't know what's going on. We know what's going on, but really we don't know what's going on. Like there's, there's a pandemic. People are getting sick. People are dying, and it's, it was my job and my my husband's job and duty to keep our child safe. And with that, explaining to him appropriately, not sugarcoating anything, but explaining to him appropriately that look. There's a virus where the doctors don't have a vaccine for yet and we need to stay home and let those doctors work really hard. That was our job. And it was hard and it is hard to do that. But it's important to do it. You can't be sugarcoating things like everything's all fine and dandy. We need to, for, for things to be successful, we need to be honest and we need to be moving through that honesty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what advice, Hannah, would you give to somebody? I want you to explain... Um, what you kind of do for yourself as an individual, as a wife, and as a mother to try to accommodate to all of those areas in the midst of emotionally trying times. And I mean, not even, like, I want you to consider even things outside of the pandemic, like like just a, a difficult time that you can call to mind or if you want to give an example or what is some advice that you would give to somebody as an individual, as a wife, and as a mother? Oh, God. <laughs> No, 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 for real, though, it's, even if it's just five minutes and everybody says it and every self-help book says it, but you need to even just take five minutes for yourself. You have to. And, like, when, like, and I'm using the pandemic as an example because it's what we're living in right now. Like, my life's got hills and valleys. Like, growth is not linear. There's, it's up and down, up and down. Like, I've been through shit before the pandemic and I'll go through shit after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But... 
wow, like right now, the way that I'm seeing it, I have to take, okay, I need, I'm going to go get in the car, and this was maybe like, maybe a little bit on the, uh, okay, this is a little eccentric, and, you know, being in the prairies and, and the conservative country, I would get into get into her truck, and I'd put on like a really upbeat playlist of like, feel good songs so like the Beatles or Louis Armstrong or or who else like Bette Midler all of these really upbeat songs and I would roll down the window and I would have it on so loud and I remember at the beginning of the pandemic I would be bawling my eyes out as I was driving but I would just be like making sure that my vibration this music even the vibration of this music was getting out of the truck and as people were walking around just sort of in a zombie state, overwhelmed by what's been happening. You can just hear the music that will get through this. It is, you know, things are going to change. This isn't forever, you know? And yes, that's a little extreme, but that's just what I do. I'm a little extreme. Same. <laughs> you know, but like, even if it's just like, um, what you need to do, what is right for you. If it is, if you enjoy what, I, don't, I can't even list off the things that people would enjoy, but as long as it's, you're able to come back to center, and, and see yourself just for five minutes you can take that deep breath exhale where you need to and then keep going because that's, that's all we have right now exactly like there's there's really no choice it's it's I think that's what makes this situation so difficult is you have to me there are two mindsets you can develop you can develop a victim's mindset or you can develop a victimizer's mindset and both of them are like an all or nothing type of agreement with yourself. So you have to literally force yourself to find like that happy medium or that gray area, whatever you want to call it. But you have to find a way to almost adapt to the situation and choose to react in a different way. And so many people, I feel, you know, whether you have a mental illness or not, um, if you're just a right if you think you're a regular person this pandemic will teach you otherwise you know we're very yeah. complex human beings we have specific 100. needs um we have ways that we need to cater to ourselves accommodate to ourselves accommodate to the people around us but you really realize within this type of circumstance i think that you can't do shit unless you do it for yourself yeah. first you literally can't right. you have to you're be able right. sorry go ahead no, no, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, you have to, like, be able to literally look at the person in the mirror and be like, you know what? This is a little fucked up right now, but we're going to figure yeah. it out. Somehow we have to figure yeah. it out. And, you know, you can't sit there in your feelings and you can't let your emotions completely overwhelm everything. Like, you know, that quote, I don't even remember exactly how it goes, but how they say, you know, you have to let your mind be stronger than your emotions or your emotions will win every time. Yeah, but at the same time, too, on the other side of that coin is that it's important to understand that it's okay if you don't feel like you're going to be okay. Exactly. See, that's why I called Hannah, y'all, because I knew she was going to explain that shit perfectly. It's okay to be I'm not okay, because full disclosure, uh, this pandemic, I when I was your age, when I was 23 years old, I was officially diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, mm -hmm. and it's... I've been able to maintain it and management, manage it in certain ways and somewhat hide it for the majority of my adult life. But what's unfortunate is this pandemic has really triggered it. Yeah. And it terrified me because I was being triggered by things that I didn't think I'd have. But one of my biggest triggers are germs. Oh, Guess yeah. What? 
what's happening now. <laughs> exactly, and it's all, it's unavoidable. Uh, you know, yeah, but it's made me. It's made me look at it. It's made me honor it in a sense. Be like, okay, this is my. This is this is this is where I need to be tender with myself. This is where I need to to feel it and where I need to move through it. You know, yeah. and and. and and one thing I've also learned a lot during this pandemic for myself is that as somebody who does have mental health hiccups with obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety disorder and things like that, just from things that have happened throughout my life and through genetics, I I am responsible with how I deal with it. Exactly, and, and I, that is so important. And, and and even if we're moving to things that are hard, like like George Floyd's death. Um, Elijah McQueen's death, Brianna Taylor, arrest her murderers, by the way. Um, <laughs> I love you like for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, by the- <laughs> I told y'all, how does this shit, like, I literally told y'all, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and as a, as a, as a white woman who is, um, straight passing, um, you know, um, who has benefited from a lot of privilege of, of a lot of a majority of white people have. It's my responsibility as somebody who has mental health hiccups to own it and to get through it so I can be an ally for people who've been carrying people of color, um, black, indigenous people of color, the, the, the BIPOC community. It's our job, my job, to own what I need to, to, to move through my mental health and recognize that so I can be an ally for people who've been carrying a hell of a lot more than I have. Wow, I literally love you for that. And also, I wanted to say thank you for sharing your experience with OCD. I know that is something that's difficult to share, something that's difficult to address. But you did make a super, super important point that I feel like a lot of people miss. If you yourself are battling with a mental disorder, you are literally doing a disservice to yourself. And I'll be bold in saying this. You are doing a disservice to yourself by refusing to take responsibility and by refusing to admit that there are specific things that you need to do to address that that issue that yeah. you're having. Like you need to, uh, for me, it's very complex. I have to eat well. I have to work out. Um, I have to talk about it. I have to sleep well. And I, at the same token, at the same time, I have to address everything. I mean, the most yeah. minor thought. I have to yeah. give it time. I have to give it space. And so many people through our society have learned that you're not supposed to give it space. Like, you shouldn't feel like that. Like, they preach positive, 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 positive. And sometimes shit truly is not positive. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give yourself yeah. time to mourn and deal with the things that are really bothering you. 100%. And at the same time, too, like those of us and myself included who recognize the work I need to do with myself. I need to be making sure that I am basically cloaking myself in empathy to meet the person who doesn't, who isn't able to see, hey, I need to take care of this. If they're still struggling, I, I need to show that person empathy. Yes. I can't put on the judgment. You know what I mean? I have to be like, okay, you're struggling with mental health. Awesome. Not awesome, but okay, let's do this together. You know what I mean? Like, I see you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my job. It's my job as a as a as a as a wife, as a mother, as a woman. As you know, it's my job to stand in alliance with the others, those who are struggling, who don't have the resources, and who haven't had the same privileges as I have as a white woman. To yeah, and I recognize my 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 white privilege. I I'm, I I'm learning to unpack it 
and it's, it's, it's my responsibility to, to show empathy for those who, who just are stuck. I don't want to say stuck because it's, it's, it's a much more complex thing exactly. than that, but people who, who don't know how to be tender with themselves to be able to get to the point where it's like, let, for me to love myself is to help myself. Yes. Did y'all hear that though? For her to love herself is to accept herself. For you to love yourself is to accept yourself. And that's period. Like that is period. So many great points. Y'all, I told you. I, I told you. Hannah was coming with the shit. I'm telling you. And one of the greatest things about Hannah, and I do have to honestly like commend you for this over and over and over again, is Hannah has such different, I won't even say different, but a lot of people would consider her beliefs and her viewpoints to be so different from their own. But one thing about Hannah is just like she stated before, she's not like judgy with it. She wants to hear your side of the, she wants to hear your opinion basically. And of course she's gonna have her own and I'm telling you, she's gonna come with her facts. 100% she will come with her facts to back up how she feels, what she believes. But like, you know, she's not judgy with all of that. She has a very like complex way of thinking even Hannah and myself, we have completely differing beliefs in specific areas, but she doesn't judge how I feel. I don't judge how she feels. I don't try to change the way that she feels. She doesn't try to change the way that I feel. You're simply there for one another. And that's what we all should learn how to do. I feel like our society has done such a, a terrible thing by finding a way for us to turn against each other. And there's so much that goes into it. There is literally so much. You can blame it on the media. You can blame it on Trump. You can blame it on whoever. But at the end of the day, remember to put the blame on yourself as well. Because if you are choosing not to hear somebody out or listen to their opinion, listen to their standpoint, that is your ignorance at its finest, truly. And in the midst of something like this, um, a pandemic, you know, racial injustice that is completely brought to the forefront any type of emotionally trying time you need to 100% look into yourself first look inward and then look outward and I feel that is what's most important that's what Hannah has sat here and preached over and over again with multiple scenarios the triple threat you feel me I think that's what we'll call this podcast today honestly what else do you think? I'm not gonna lie though, like I don't hold space for white supremacists. Let's not let's not forget that. I love I mean, it. You know, I, I lead I lead with empathy, but if you're white supremacist, that puts you in your place. <laughs> and I promise you she will. I 100% promise you she will. <laughs> Literally. And Hannah knows. I she knows all the shit. She knows all the shit about Canada. All the shit about the U.S. All the ways in which like, they overlap, the ways in which they don't overlap, and they should overlap. Like she will let you know about yourself. Christmas time? What was I saying at Christmas time? Oh, about colonialism. <laughs> she, yeah, she went in on colonialism. Cause like I said, Hannah and I have very different beliefs in specific arenas, and so we sat there and we had actual great conversation, like debate, and it was it was awesome to be able to do that with someone and. Just to be welcomed into Canada. I got to try the ketchup chips, ladies and gentlemen. Mind you, I will say those are an experience. I cannot. They're just an experience. That's all I can say. I got all the Canadian candy, donairs. What else did I eat there? I honestly oh, ate everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just ate everything. Ate everything. Everything that was boiled. What was it? The British tea that you put me on? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the oh, that in Canada it's just tea, but in in the states it's considered British tea. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. Tea every night above. <laughs> exactly. It was awesome. But I mean, yeah. it's it's been great. It's been great to, you know, learn from someone with such differing beliefs, to hear somebody out, to see a white woman so woke in such an ugly world, to see how, you know, she accommodates to her I'm husband. Still, I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> you, ac- you accommodate to my primo. I appreciate that because I know my family comes with some bullshit. And then you take care of your son and just raise him to be such a great little man. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. hard, but it's good. It is. It's good. And then just try, try to balance it all and then make sure that, like, it's my, you know, studying my tarot, making sure I'm applying that to what I, what I go through in my day, you know, it's all important. So. Exactly. And, um, Hannah, I actually want to share if, if you're interested, is there any way that if someone hears this podcast and they'd like to reach out to you and take your advice or hear something that you yeah. might have to say, how would you want those people to contact you? Instagram well, or Instagram would be the best because I have um, you can follow me on my business um, my business Instagram, which is called By the Garden Edge Tarot. And each word has an underscore in between each word. So by the Garden Edge Tarot, you can find me there. I do readings. I post my thoughts. I post um, pictures of the cards that I pull for the day. Um, you know, I, I post things on there of how we as a community and the collective um, and cousin, if I may be so bold to say, um, to help people in the community, you know, that that's where if you want to hit me up to get a reading, I have my prices, um, DM me for my prices, and stuff like that, you know, do stuff like that. So by the garden vegetarian, that's where you can hit me up. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and link that in the bio for everyone if you are interested in getting to know Hannah and you know hear her viewpoints. Um, this, that, the other, like I said, she has a very, very differentiated style of thinking i love it it's beautiful i tell her all the time where the hell's your book at where's your podcast at that's why i had to get her on this podcast today but literally it's been so awesome to get to know a woman like hannah and if you can get to know a woman like hannah you absolutely need to she is most definitely you're welcome she's most definitely one of those women that is at the front lines of everything. She fights for everything that she believes in, everything that I feel is good. Like, And just like she stated earlier, she uses her privilege as a priority to do better and you know, to wake other people up. And I think that's so beautiful, especially with what we have going on that is so chaotic and so extremely ugly in our world today. So, I mean, do you have any other last thoughts, Hannah, on how to work through emotionally trying times as a triple threat, wife, mother, and individual? <laughs> Just try to find something that makes you smile, you know? It's really that simple, y'all. Like, it is. A little bit. Even if, like, even if it's just, like, some extra whipped cream on your ice cream or if it's, like, a dirty joke that you remember from your childhood, like, just, <laughs> you, need to, you need to find something to find a little sprinkle of joy. And where that's, you can. That's perfect. So. I love it. <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited to have had you on here and to speak with you and hear your opinions uh, over again. It's great. Again, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you want to follow Hannah, I will link her Instagram in the bio. 
And literally, if you are trying to hear any type of cold hard fact, if you're a white person, don't take this, don't take this like super wrong or anything. But if you are a white person that call it out, call it out. If you're a white person that feels as though you need to wake up a little bit, ask Hannah some some hard questions, and she will answer them for you. She will give it to you real raw and uncut. That's how I say we like to do it out here. So. Yeah.